It's the return of hockey to Pittsburgh tonight, featuring the return of Dominic Simone. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you will check out right where you found this. Tonight, it's Penguins versus Blue Jackets, 7.08 p.m. face-off at PPG Paints Arena. I'll be over there to cover that. It's not important. It's not remotely significant in any way. However, it is hockey, and it is going to have people in the building, and it is going to have both Pittsburgh and Columbus players wearing those sweaters. You know, you don't want to overstate it. One of those sweaters, number 49, an unfamiliar number but very much a familiar face, would be that of Dominic Simone, who is, in addition to being one of my favorite people I've covered in recent years, one of my favorite players to watch. And I'm sharing that with you, believe it or not, unapologetically. Some people who listen to this are going to get offended and whatever, but, you know, the whole point behind this program is to call things as I see them. We won't always agree. And my stance on the public as it relates to Simone is that there are still way, way, way too many people around here who think that a forward can't contribute to a winning cause without scoring goals. Even though in the older days of hockey, let's say 20, 30 years ago, a guy could go out there and just bang bodies or fight and everyone would understand that. Well, he he doesn't score, but at least he does this. He has the physical presence or he's the intimidator. Well, Dom wasn't doing any of those things. Therefore, it looked like Dom was just taking up a locker stall. When in fact, advanced analytics will powerfully support that Simone is an outstanding driver of possession. When he goes into the boards. No, he's not rattling the glass or doing something else that would get a rise out of the crowd, but he comes out of that pack with the puck way more often than not. People track these sorts of things. They track them intricately. They don't do it by just, you know, sitting at the rink the way an old-fashioned scout would and saying, I really like the cut of that kid's jib or whatever it is that they used to say. I can't believe I remember that phrase. Everything is now studied and then recorded and then from there put through all kinds of additional ringers computer-wise to produce actual useful data. Sometimes, most often, it'll support what the eyes are telling hockey people. By that I mean professional hockey people, you know, GMs, scouts, coaches. Occasionally, it'll surprise them. And occasionally they'll look more to the data for verification of something that they believe or whether they're doubting something. They want to find out whether they're doing it just because there's something about that player that they just don't like or if it's a real thing. Simone's been at this for a while in the NHL. And what he brings to the Mike Sullivan system, what he brings when he's played even with great players like Sidney Crosby, like Jake Gensel, who both swear by him, they love being on lines with him, is he gets them the puck. 
He gets them the puck. No, he doesn't score. He's got, like, almost no shot. I'm going to be honest with you here. I've gotten to know Dom pretty well. I don't think he cares if he scores. He's just not wired that way. I know that sounds strange, but he's never even really put in a concerted effort toward improving his shot or his finishes. He just kind of laughs and smiles a little bit like, yeah, that's not me, man. But there is, there is on this roster a place for that player. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you can result in five full meals that get distributed. pittsburghfoodbank.org. You know who loves Dom? Yeah, him. Here's what Sully had to say the other day about Dom. All one minute and 40 seconds of it, which might be the longest Sully has ever talked about a single player on his roster. This was just the other day at training camp. Well, Dom's another one of those guys. He's a versatile player. You know, he's uh, he can play both wings. He has played center in the past. I know it's not his, it's not his preferred position, but he is capable if, if that's... Uh, if that's a need for our team. Uh, the thing that we've always had so much respect for Dom's game is his strength on the puck. He's uh, he's so strong on the puck. He's really good in tight space. He's good in the battle areas. He can play a give-and-go game. Um, and, uh, and you know, he's, he's shown that in the first few days of camp here, which doesn't take any of us by surprise. So we're really familiar with Dominic's game. You know, he's a, he's a year older. He's just a little bit more mature. Hopefully that will help his his overall game. But, you know, I, he's another one of those guys that can play up and down our lineup depending on how we, we want to utilize him. You know, he's if we use him in the bottom six, he could bring an offensive dimension uh, to those lines. He's, uh, he's a very good playmaker. He sets up opportunities, lines that a lot of our guys like to play with him because they get scoring chances when 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 he's uh, when he's on a line and that I think is an indication of uh, of his ability to to create so I, I just think that's one of his strengths but he's improved on the defensive side of the puck he's pretty good along the wall for a guy that's not overly big uh, he's brave he'll protect pucks and uh, he's not afraid to block a shot he's got good awareness defensively so you know he's another one of those versatile players that depending on what the need of the team is we could we could utilize him in different circumstances. See, Sully knows because he has all this information and he has these other coaches and scouts and executives who back him up on this because they've seen the data. They've watched the impact that Dom has and he knows he's right. He knows that what he's believing is not an opinion. He knows that it is rooted in fact. So he does get frustrated because he does see here and read people who just don't have this same information or for whatever reason choose not to process it will just say Dom stinks needs to score goals get this guy out of here oh he's gonna put him on Sid's line because he's teacher's pet or something when in fact Dom is just not the teacher's pet type at all if he wanted to please the coaches or be the teacher's pet 
He'd spend every waking hour of his non-game existence dropping buckets of pucks in front of himself and shooting the way Teddy Bluger does, the way Brian Russ did, the way Jake Gensel did to become better at scoring. It's just not a thing with Dom. Hence, not the teacher's pet. He just happens to be a really good modern hockey player. That's it. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. Our J1Q comes from Jim, who asks, doesn't it seem logical to move Marcus Pedersen so that Pierre-Olivier Joseph can play and free up cap space. Why hasn't this happened? Jim, there is not a good answer for this question, which is why I presume you're asking it. I have asked the same question on the record, off the record, and I've gotten nowhere with it other than we like who we have. We like who's here. But something's going to have to give at some point because the cap situation doesn't make sense. Having all these left-handed defensemen who you don't want to be moving to the right side also doesn't make sense. And if you look at the way the pairings are constructed, and I'm not talking about the camp pairings, although it is interesting that POJ has spent time with Chris Letang already, because that alone will get the wheels spinning that, well, hey, you can just move Brian Dumoulin because he's older and you can keep your younger guys, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that's going to happen either. But it's good experience for POJ, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Pedersen is the guy. I had his name circled too, Jim, the whole offseason. He's getting $4 million a year, and since he's paired with John Marino, that's $8 million going to your second pairing. And to be honest, even though I really, really like both of those players, they underachieved last season, and they'd be the first to tell you that. They have the talent, the two of them, to be a top pairing in the NHL. More Marino than Pedersen, but I'm talking about together. So if they're here and they're making that money and Latang and Dumoulin aren't going anywhere and you clearly must like Mike Matheson a lot, if you're Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, since they not only are continuing to pay him more than $6 million a year, but also protected him in the expansion draft from Seattle, then you've set yourself up where you're missing a right-handed defenseman, and that's not POJ. Parentheses here. No, I'm not going on another Cody CC tangent. End parentheses. You're going to go through defensemen, plural over the course of a season. They will get hurt. POJ will play a lot in Pittsburgh, even if moves aren't made. That's the kind of roster thing that takes care of itself over the course of time. But you still need a right-handed guy out there with Matheson. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the plan here is to move one or more of these guys into the season? 
maybe if they raise their value, Pedersen's value would not be seen at some all-time high right now. But those things change based not only on individual performance, but also on market needs. And we'll see how that goes. For right now, though, Jim, I'm going to repeat it. I don't have an answer for you. I don't understand it. It's not the only thing about Hextall's offseason that I don't understand. It just happens to be one of them. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow and talk about an actual game, huh? 